Hello and welcome to a Sideways Life podcast. This is episode 62. If you're new, then hello. Um, We are a podcast all about living and working abroad, the honest guide. I am Al. I'm Leanne. And we're a married couple who've been traveling since 2007. Well, full-time since 2017. We actually left the UK in 2013. Uh, so we know a little bit about living and working abroad. So in after that introduction of talking about living and working abroad, what's our subject today, Leanne? Well, today it is our final podcast of 2021. And we've done a few this year. If you miss Podmas... I, I'm not ready to talk about it yet. <laughs> Go back, listen. We did many episodes in December. Um, so this is our last one. So today, this is our roundup of 2021. So we're talking about all the things we've enjoyed this year. We have categories. She, Leanne's done some prep on this. Some proper categories. Like It's like a Graham Norton or a, or a what's he called, Jonathan Ross kind of. Well, that's exactly what it's based on, actually. Oh, the, right. um, the Graham Norton podcast, when he was still on the BBC Radio 2, um, he did an episode like this. I think it was 2019. Um, I thought it was quite a good format, so I stole it. Good for you. Good for you. So, do we go category, both of our answers? Or do we go your category, you go through all yours and I go through mine? Let's do category, each of our answers, and then we'll move on. Lovely. So, what is your first category, lovely Leah? So, the first category is around music. So, it's song or album of the year. Um, I struggled a little bit with this one because I typically listen to music from like five years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just I was looking through my like Spotify list of like your 2021 roundup. And I was like, I don't, I think there's only maybe three songs on there that were released in 2021. <laughs> um, of those though, the one that I landed on was BTS and Coldplay in my universe. Now I know it's somewhere between dad rock and K-pop and, and I'm neither <laughs> probably very cool apart from K-pop actually. Um, I just thought it was a really happy, uplifting song. I really liked the video to it as well. I thought it was like holograms and stuff. I heard a pretty cool story when Chris Martin was on a chat show about how they how they recorded it. Um, so yeah, so that's my choice. If you haven't heard it, go give it a listen. I'm a little bit stuck here because I'm a bit older than Leanne, and so therefore, all the stuff I listen to is probably from 1985, 86. <laughs> um, so I couldn't I couldn't really answer this because, one, I haven't bought anything, any music whatsoever, any albums or anything in 2021. So I don't know what was what was released. Um, one thing, so I've cheated a little bit. So what I'm going to say is that um, I found a, um, a band on YouTube. They were called Pamplamoose or something. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's my 2021, I think. And they do they do these kind of mashups. Um, I think it's a Canadian couple. Um, I think she might be French Canadian. Um, I think they're Canadian anyway. I should have done some research. And if you search for Pampla Moose um, on YouTube or the YouTube or Spotify or whatever, uh, one of my favorites is from is that kind of a mix of um, a mashup of the Weekend, Michael Jackson, and Justin Timberlake. So, although that probably wasn't released in 2021, that's what I first discovered in 2021. Is that allowed? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I've got some of my lists like that as well. And it is, they are cool. They are very good. So, if you haven't seen them, do go check them out. Okay. So, what's our, what's our, uh, by the way, we'll try and link to as many of these as we can in the show notes. We will. We will. So, the second category is podcast. Would you like to go first on this one? Well, I think we both got the same answer. 
a sideways life plan. <laughs> well, of course. It yeah. goes without saying. But assuming that, I mean, you're already subscribed to that, aren't you? If you're not subscribed, what are you doing? Get your phone out, press subscribe in whichever app you are using to listen to your listen to your podcasts. Um, but if are you going to go first? No, you go first. Well. Okay, well, um, I, wa- I did start off by saying passenger list, uh, which is like kind of a Spotify kind of audio story sort of thing. Um, and I know it's not strictly speaking a podcast. Well, I suppose it is a podcast. The reason why I'm stuttering a little bit here is that most of the podcasts I listen to are super, super niche or weird. Like I listen to a lot of marketing podcasts. I listen to a podcast about Laravel, the PHP framework, and stuff which isn't really general. So I decided, but, but then I realized that Passenger List, it was only season two that was released in 2021. Season one was released in 2020. So I've gone with something which is on the BBC Sounds app, and it's called This Thing of Darkness. Now, I think this was released in 2021. Um, it's basically, the premise is, it's kind of like a, a story, an audio play, a radio play kind of thing. Don't be put off, though. Um, it's really cool, and it's basically from the idea of a, a forensic psychologist, I think she is. Uh, she's definitely a psychologist. Um, uh, maybe she's a psychiatrist. <laughs> <laughs> I did listen to. I listened to them all, like pretty much in two days. Um, really, really good stories, all about uh, criminal minds and all that kind of stuff. Based oh, on. Oh, cool! It's, um, it's. I don't think it's a true story. I think it's a uh, fiction, but it, it it does sound like a true story, and it's really cool. Very good. Very good. What well, about you? My favourite, and it's actually been one of my favourites for a little while, but they have released a couple of new series this year. Uh, and that's also a BBC Sounds podcast, and it's called You're Dead to Me. All right. And it's basically tells the stories of like historic figures throughout time um, who are quite interesting from all over the world. Um, and they have a historian, which I think is the lead historian on horrible histories, like a kid's history program in the uk um i'm probably exported to other places as well i'd imagine mm. um they have usually an an expert historian in that particular area or person and then they have a comedian so it's quite light-hearted i really liked history and i wanted to do it for for um gcse at school but my school was too small and there wasn't enough as it wanted to do it so i couldn't actually do geography instead um so i'm quite interested but they have some quite cool people on there people like mary shelley um which you never really Think about the kind of the, the life of, of someone like that. Um, this is Frankenstein. Yeah, exactly. But she was on the podcast. Because I think she was she, born in mid eighties. They talked about her on the right. podcast. okay. Um, but they have lots of interesting people on there. They do periods as well. So they did a festive one over uh, Christmas of like uh, medieval Christmas. They've had one on medieval medicine. Um, they've had ones on on ancient Egypt and all sorts. But it's good. It's cool. It's only about half an hour, 40 minutes. It's a great one. And that for me, I'm kind of a podcast listener when I'm doing other stuff. Like I don't sit down and listen to a podcast. Um, so it's quite a good one when you're cooking dinner. Um, and it makes a pretty decent nodcast as well, actually. Just for anyone's not heard of what a nodcast is, it's a... A podcast that you listen to to help you fall asleep. Definitely, definitely. And I, what's, what's interesting is that, um, I don't know if it's the same with you if you have a partner, is um, the stuff that Leanne is interested in that I'm never going to going to voluntarily go and listen to but then she, she do, makes recommendations about this and I'm like yeah okay yeah I'll give that a go now sounds uh, good yeah 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 um, okay so what's our uh, what's our third category so our third category is book mm-hmm. now <laughs> I'm with you on this one in that neither of these were published in 2021 right Um, I have kind of 
like go through phases with reading. Reading for me is very much a summer activity. Mm. Like I will read so much over summer, easily, you know, like two, three books in a weekend. Um, and then I put my Kindle down and I don't pick it up again for four months. Um, <laughs> it's it's very strange, but I really enjoyed my summer reading. There were so many to choose from. Um, a special mention I'd like to actually give to Graham Norton's third novel called Home Stretch. Um, and that's about a family in a small village in Ireland. I'm not ruining anything by saying there's a car crash. There are people who die, people who are blamed, and lives then continue. And it's basically kind of a 25, 30 year story of following the people that were involved in this crash. And it was, I thought it was so well told and a really good read and I twist at the end, didn't see it coming at all. Um, however, my favorite book this year is called um, Where the Crawdads Sing. It's by Delilah Owens. I think it is a few years old actually. I wouldn't be surprised maybe like a, maybe 2013, 14 kind of time. Mm. I found it on um, the Richard and Judy book club. You know, they have the lists. Oh, yeah. And I found it on there. And I must admit, I remember saying to you, like, I got maybe a chapter in, I'm thinking, this ain't my kind of book. Mm. I'm not going to be able to. It was, it was very intelligently written, and I enjoy just easy-to-read books. Um, but I was like, no, stick with it, because the reviews were incredible. Mm. And I stuck with it. I got into the swing of it. And it's one of the best books I've ever read, ever. The story was so good. The twists and turns were so good. I think as well, because it was written in a way that I don't, I don't usually read books like that. I did, I know it sounds really quite sad, but I did feel a bit of a sense of achievement finishing mm -hmm. it. I was like, that's quite a grown up book. And not only did I read it, I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Well, in fact, you told me to read it and I did the same thing maybe about 10% in and I and I was like this is not my kind of book it's, it's the kind of book that um that clever people read and you know like I tried to what I tried to read Salman Rushdie a couple of Salman Rushdie books and for a book club I joined and I'd end up never ever going to the book club because I couldn't get past like page 20 of Salman Rushdie just because of this very similar idea that is very intelligently written um, there's lots of words I don't know um, and um, it's written in a very um, what's the word when you when you write the way you sound like phonetically. Mm. But whatever. But anyway, so if you are looking for a great book with a great story and one that you just by the end you're like you're so behind every character, and particularly one character in particular that and it's got a great twist as well. And yeah, I think it's a really really good book. Great yeah. book. Yeah, and again, it, it kind of. The story is set kind of over a 25 year period, isn't it? And it's basic plot. I can't tell you too much because it is, it does give quite a lot away actually, but it starts with a young girl who has a disruptive home life. Dad's, dad's son, an alcoholic, a bit violent. Uh, Mum leaves. And it's basically how that impacts her life right through to her adulthood. Mm -hmm. Really, really, really good book. Really good. Um, so mine is a little lighter reading. Um, it is Jimmy Carr, Before and Laughter, it's called. Um, it's kind of like a biography um, stroke, a way a vehicle for him to tell some dark jokes, stroke life advice. Apparently he wrote it because he's just had a son. He's, he's quite, he's, he's, he's maybe like in his mid 50s, I think. Just had a son. Um, and he thought, what what book would my I want my son to read maybe at the age of sort of 15, 16. And he wrote this book and it's hilariously funny, 
Um, it's quite, there are some quite dark moments in it. He talks about his mum who died and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but there's so many really, really good life lessons in it. And I really enjoyed reading it. And I remember, and now things will happen and I'll be like, you know, oh, Jimmy said this. So yeah, okay, yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Um, I mean, I'm naturally optimistic, so is Leanne, but it, it is a really good book. It's a great book. So don't be put off. If you don't like biographies of comedians, there's only like maybe 20% biography. Cool. You have reckon, recommended that to me already, actually, and I will put that at the top of my reading list for 2021. No, if, two. <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> 2022. If you are a, um, if you if if the, if you're a partner or a family or whatever, and you have a Ken, you all have Kindles. You just so you know, there is a something called Kindle Library or Kindle Family Sharing, I think it's called, uh, where you can actually share all the books that you buy with the rest of your family, up to four members, um, which is a really good way. So if you're if if your partner says, "Oh, this is a great book, I really enjoyed it," make sure you're on the Kindle Family Sharing, so you don't have to buy it again. So you can actually, yeah, you can actually listen to that. Oh, sorry, yeah, it's what, brilliant, that. that isn't it? Okay, really what's our next category? Our next category is film. Would you like to go first? It's another one. We're not really big film people. We will sit and watch, enjoy a film. But I think we tend to watch series more than mm. anything else. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go for two. I'm going to go for a film I watched for the first time this year that's been out for about 15 years. And it's called Thank You for Smoking. Um, really, really interesting film about the PR guy for a cigarette company. Now, obviously, this is going back 15 years, so it's a little bit different, but um, really interesting the way that he has, um, that, that he's basically going out there and marketing something that is very, very bad for you. Um, and um, there's some really great moments in there, particularly when he talks to someone in an auditorium. I won't spoil it. Um, but so that's the film that I watched in 2021 that I really enjoyed. But the one that I think was released in 2021 that I really did enjoy was Unforgivable with Sandra Bullock. I've seen that on the Netflix. Any good? It's really good. She's, I mean, she's incredible in it. Um, there's, I would put it in the same sort of category as Crawdads Sing, when the where the Crawdads Sing. Okay. Um, trauma, daughter, young girl, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I, I think it's, I think it's really good. And Sandra Bullock is just amazing. She just looks like a totally different person and acts like a totally. Well, I suppose it's what actors do, isn't it? <laughs> Not all actors do. <laughs> no, no, they don't, Sean Bean. <laughs> so, what about you? I too struggled with this one because I tend to watch more series, and if I do watch a film, it tends to be a really shit one. I love like, like the really trashy, usually teen-based films you find on Netflix. Um, I just like them. I find them nice to switch off to, just don't have to think about it. So I'll always go for one of those over like a, a more kind of an unforgiven film. Um, however, one of the films that I did watch this year, in fact, I bought this year and is from 2021, was the, um, the live action remake of uh, Cruella de Vil, which was called Cruella, with Emma, Emma um, Thompson and... Emma Stone. All right. Um, and it was very, very good. It reminded me quite a lot of, um, like, in the styling of it, like, The Devil Wears Prada, like, it's amazing outfits. Uh, those two women are fantastic in it. Um, it was kind of the prequel, so how she became Cruella. 
Um, I just thought it was a really good film. Like it is a kid's film, but it's more kind of like young adult, older child kid film. Um, and I thought it was really good. I thought it was a great story. I thought it was really well produced. I thought the fashion was cool. And I really liked it. Well, that's all you need to say. Yeah. And I think a lot of children's films are actually great for, like we watched, sat down and watched The Muppets Christmas Carol, as we promised Still we would. Still stands up. Brilliant. Yeah, great. Well, that's like 20 years old, maybe 30 years old. And it's a great, a great film with lots of stuff for adults and children. <coughs> so we're on to series next, aren't we? Yes. So series. Now, I struggled with this one because I could I could name like a million series that I've watched this year and really enjoyed both things that are new out, things that had a new series, things I've just discovered. Um, special mentions, I think, has to go to the global franchise of RuPaul's Drag Race. It's basically been an episode, like a season back to back all year and it's been brilliant. Um, favorites as well, they've come out with a new series, Sex Education, I thought was really good. Um, we won't talk about the Sex and the City reboot, that is not good um but the one for me and this is a really recent one that we found not released this year i think it's maybe last year or the year before um that we've only just finished but i really really enjoyed and it's uh, with kate winslet it's called mayor of east town mm. i'm sure you've all already seen it i'm sure we're just really late to this party um but i just thought it was really good kate winslet is phenomenal such a good actress and it's basically a detective cop drama who done it type of thing um but with lots of the things kind of storylines going on around it as well we binged it in 24 hours pretty much just mm. loved it yeah yeah and i was the same i had several of them which we've watched for example the sinner um with that guy from independence day the president from the independence day um i really 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 enjoyed that but that wasn't i don't think even the last series was was released in 2021 and then i thought about um i, I watched back to back over a period of about three weeks and um, hands made tales something which i didn't think oh, I was gonna enjoy i forgot about that 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 last series was this year wasn't it yeah brilliant I loved that i also watched the chess one Oh yeah, also very good. I think that was the back end of last year. That yeah, one, and all of those were the ones which I didn't, I didn't expect to enjoy, and really, really enjoyed. Uh, another one, Undercover. It's a, uh, I think it's based in Belgium, um, and subtitled, um, which I normally I think, not being snobby, would just put me off just because I'd like, oh, we're gonna have to read that and also see what's happening. But that was fantastic. Um, but I've settled on Lupin. Um, on Netflix. It's a, again a French film, uh, a French film, a French series. Um, but if you've ever seen the a film called Untouchable or The Untouchables, I can't remember exactly what the what the film's called. Basically, a guy in a wheelchair. He has a carer, um, and it's French. And I don't know whether they're connected in any way, but like felt very similar in the way they put it together. This is a guy, um, sort of like. Um, <laughs> I suppose a little bit like the recent Sherlock from BBC, maybe about 15 years ago, mm. um, but in France with a little kid. Um, I, I was glued to it to the point now I check every week to see if there's a new, the new series has been out. Um, loved that film. I loved and that is that series. the same in subtitles? Same in sub, yep, same top subtitles. You can get it dubbed um, on Netflix, and then dubbing is pretty good. So um, if you're not into into uh, subtitles, get it dubbed. Just <laughs> takes you a, takes you a couple of episodes to get around the idea that that, that their lips are moving differently. <laughs> differently, but um, I absolutely love that. And my friend Emma, who's in the film industry, um, she also loves it. So I know that uh, that it's going to be a good one. 
Cool. Brilliant. Well, I, I shall add that to my watch list. Mm. Mm. Um, so our next category is Sporting Moment of the Year. Now, this isn't a category that Al is probably going to have much of an opinion on. Um, but I think we can both agree. Am I right in thinking ours is the same? Yeah. Sporting Moment 2021, just the Euro 2020 tournament in oh, general. I was going to go for the darts in Blackpool. Oh, well, then you can go next. <laughs> no, it's definitely Euros, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. I mean, not only did England have a phenomenal tournament, mm -hmm. and yes, it's very sad that we lost in the final, but, you know, shit happens. We were there, and that's the first time in my lifetime, and your lifetime as mm -hmm. well, that England have made a major tournament final. So I enjoyed the atmosphere and just being there i thought it was great um but also there were so many good games in that tournament i think mm. we watched a hungry game and it was just like what so many great games very much drama last minute scoring going to penalties um i really loved it and i loved the summer of it as well we were able to get out and about we met some people who were wanted to watch the football as well hey fanny and andrew how you doing <laughs> um I just loved it. I loved it. That whole, was it, what, two, three-week period? It was just mm -hmm. brilliant. It was. It definitely was. And I'm not a massive sport fan. Um, certainly wouldn't call myself a football fan. In that I don't really follow it, but I do enjoy watching it. And I absolutely loved, you know, Leanne would put it on and on like a computer or iPad or something and, uh, outside. And I'd be sitting there on my phone looking at something else. And then within 10 minutes, I was drawn in. It, it, was, <laughs> it was on the speaker and we were like watching it. The only downside of that was that we sit outside and watch it on BBC, for example. Um, or, no, it was ITV, wasn't it? Both. Both. And we watched the match. And uh, because Croatia, because we were using a VPN, then we were about five seconds behind. Mm -hmm. So we'd hear from the port, which is about three kilometers where we are. Uh, we'd hear all the cheers and we'd be like, oh no, so someone scored. And yeah, because you can always figure out who they're supporting as well. So Italy had quite a lot of supporters here in Istria. Mm -hmm. um, Croatia, obviously. Some Germany. other countries that weren't being supported as much. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was, it was great. It was. Love a football summer. So we're going to move on to, I've got down here, moment of the year pop culture. Is that yes. what you mean? Uh, what, what's yours? So mine actually kind of rolls up a lot of the things that I wanted to talk about in Song of the Year and I wanted to talk about the series of the year. Um, and this for me, I, I enjoy watching an awards ceremony because it usually tells, because I'm not very up to date, it usually tells me the things to watch, the things to listen to. Um, but I watched the Brits, the 2021 Brits back in February. Um, and we were, no, it would have been late in that, but it would have been in March actually. Mm -hmm. Because uh, we were in, in Puma. I think I was making dinner or something. Because again, I tend to watch the type of things when I'm doing something else. Um, and this moment, I just stopped. And just watched. And was like, whoa. And this was a duet between Elton John and Years and Years. It's a sin. Mm. And it was just like the best version. And I love that song. Anyway, I love the, the um, Pet Shop Boys. <clears throat> excuse me but it was such a great version and i loved the series it's a sin i thought it was such a moving and important and and shocking thing but for all the right reasons um and the song as well that song was just brilliant um, but it's a moment that for me stands out i think culturally it was a very important moment uh, not only for the uk um but across the world as well i thought it was freaking cool love it love it so my moment of the year, I've got two, um, and they're very similar. 
in that they both centre around the around the same person. Now you know, Leanne, that I'm a huge fan of Piers Morgan and his views. <laughs> Obviously, that's a joke. My favorite, my, my my second favorite moment was when he flounced off whatever it was, BBC <laughs> Breakfast or whatever, be, because someone had called him out on something. Um, but my real top favorite moment that I must have watched maybe 20 times just because I feel so cringy watching it was he was interviewing someone, some of the people from Love Island, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And he was sitting there on live TV um, and uh, and he was trying to catch them out. And he was like saying to, saying to the girl, um, have you read Brief History of Time? And she went, uh, no. And he goes, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, would you, do you know this? And she goes, uh, no, I don't. And, he's, and then he said, do you know the value of Pythagoras to the nearest three decimal places? And she went, no, I don't. And, 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 and then his uh, co-host said, Sue, I want to say, Sue, I can't remember her name, said, do you? And he went, yes, I know it. Susanna like, Reed. That's it. I know it to like four decimal places, 3.14217. And someone from the crew shouted out, that's pi, not Pythagoras. And it was so, so <laughs> awkward. And you could see him, like, you, even under the makeup, you could see him flushing. He was, he, and, and I just thought, great, you've looked like a dick because you've acted like a dick for years, and now you mm-hmm. look like a proper dick. So that was my favorite pop culture moment, which is a bit more lighthearted, I think, than yours, but um, still makes me chuckle. Piers yeah. Morgan, what a twat. What a twat. What a twat. What annoys me about Piers Morgan and... Lois isn't coming, I'm just talking generally. <laughs> what annoys me about Piers Morgan is he just seems to be controversial for controversial mm. sake. And it's like, do you honestly think that? Do you honestly like want to push that button? Or you just been told to be a dick because it gets viewers? And even if that's the case, you don't have to be that much of a dick. Yeah, he's taking dick to the whole new, whole new whole level. Whole new level. Okay, so going to our last category, I think is Hero of the Year. Who have you got, Leah? Mine is quite a broad one. But I think heroes of the year are the vaccination armies around the world who have been, yep, who have been getting the jabs in arms to keep us safe. Main shout outs to the UK and for all the efforts there that have kept our friends and family safe. And the glorious country of Croatia that has very kindly allowed us as temporary residents to get our vaccines here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, absolutely brilliant people working very hard on that. It's amazing. Long live. May it continue until everybody is vaccinated. Oh, I love it. Well, um, mine mine feels like I, I, I wish I'd gone first now because my favorite is Michael Sheen, uh, the which I didn't know until recently, the Welsh actor who's not related to Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez. <laughs> they're, they're totally different people. Uh, but Michael Sheen, the one with the crazy hair on um, Locked Down, Locked In, Locked mm-hmm. Up. That, that series that we've forgotten what it's called. Um, but he was great in that. But also, um, recently he became what seems to be the first not-for-profit actor in that he said that um, he said that from now on, anything he earns goes to charity. Um, and then when, you, when I learned a bit more about that, um, he actually... Sorry, my, our dog's just having a little go at a mat over there. Peanut, Padenko, don't do that. Um, but do you also- yoga later, okay? <laughs> But also I discovered that um, he supported something to do with homeless people in Cardiff, a charity, that they couldn't raise the amount of money. So he sold two of his houses and put the money in. Wow. 
um, to, so that they hit their target of like a million pounds or something. So he's all round, seems like an all round, pretty decent guy. That is very cool. Very, very cool. I've always liked Michael Sheen, but now I really like Michael mm. Sheen. Also, heard rumors that he might be the next Doctor Who. Oh, that would be great. He's got the hair for it. Yeah, I would watch Doctor Who if, if he became the Doctor. If you're listening, Luke, Morris, from... Yeah, um, claim substantiated. Yeah, find out, find out. Okay, I think that's all for me. Have you got anything else? No, I think that's all from me. So, yeah, Merry, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, everybody. Um, I hope you have a lovely New Year's Eve, whatever it is that you're up to. We're just staying in. With the TV on loud, so Peanut doesn't hear the fireworks. Yeah. Probably some cheese, some wine. Being a bit bit old and dull, really, but it's quite nice, isn't it? It is nice. It is nice. So whatever you are doing, then let's hope that 2022 is, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing for most people, most listeners, 2021 wasn't the year they wanted. So I hope that 2022 is the year that you really want, and it turns out to be the year that you want. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys, we'll have a fantastic Hogmanay if you're in Scotland, uh, New Year's Eve if you're anywhere else, I think. Um, and um, we will see you in 2022, all bright and shiny, possibly in our new YouTube and our new podcast studio, which I'm Ooh. designing right now. Jeez. Exciting. And also, if we do get the studio set up, then you might just see our faces as we do our podcast oh, i'm gonna start getting dressed to podcast aren't i leanne says this she's we are both literally sitting here in dressing gowns is that time <laughs> between christmas and new year does anyone get dressed <laughs> all right guys we'll see you next time in probably about a week's time happy new year bye